0: This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Hit me with the 20. Yeah. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. All right, it's uh, 2.39 here on the Blitz 1170. What's going on? I hope that uh, you've had a good Tuesday so far. Uh, Friday, we'll be out at CJ Maloney's. Right there in Broken Arrow. Getting closer out to the old stomping grounds, Matt. Getting closer. 1-6 to six with Miller Lite, giving you a chance to win tickets to see the Cowboys and the Colts coming up later this season from our friends at Miller Lite. Stop by, enjoy some ice cold Miller Lite, hang out with us, have some Blitz gear as well for you to uh, take home with you. But one to six this Friday here on the Blitz with Miller Lite. All right, let's hit up that Oklahoma Ford Dealers hotline and welcome in Frank Bonner, Daily Memphian, who's joining us now here on the Blitz. Uh, Frank, I just got my itinerary back with Tulsa football. I get back uh, Friday morning at 2.30 in the morning, so super pumped about that. And I got to ask you, man, this has been like just a roller coaster ride of emotions for Memphis football. I mean, up and down, a lot of downs. Not gonna lie, a lot of a lot of botting out moments at the bottom of that uh, hill off the first drop from the roller coaster. But just this strange season in general for the Tigers.
1: Yeah, and, and you know the, what makes it even more strange is just how during this four game losing streak, how these losses have happened. I mean, they were had a 19 point lead in the fourth quarter against Houston they were up 17-0 against east carolina tulane they had a horrific start to the first half i mean it's just it's just they've they've put themselves in position to be competitive in all these games but for whatever reason just haven't been able to get over the hump
0: yeah so i mean they're they're 5 and 1 right or they were on the verge of 5 and 1 all they had to do really was hold out a 19 point fourth quarter league or lead and then that entire thing with Houston happens and it just seems like that that has crushed everything that they've that they've done now in moments like against UCF I feel like that okay they've played better at times but maybe they they've just come up against better teams but man it's easy to go back and kind of point to that Houston losses of where it all went wrong for them
1: yeah and then even the UC like even the game against UCF right i mean the first half they They had three drives that got within the ten yard line and walked away with zero points in all three of those drives. You just can't have that happen when you're playing a team that's ranked you know twenty fifth in in the country at that point
0: yeah uh just uh just one of those one of those seasons right uh that has happened so let's talk a little bit about the team in general um what What can we expect to see from them? I know Tulsa's coaching staff feels feels uh, strongly about how good that the Memphis defense has shown, especially up front. Uh, they've got a lot of guys that are doing a lot of good things up front, but where where are the Tigers at overall defensively uh, in your opinion?
1: Uh, I think they need to get back to what they were doing to start the year, which is forcing takeaways. I mean, they were a ball-hawking defense um, to start the year, and during this four-game losing streak, that's kind of fell off a little bit. So I think... Uh, you know they got a they got an interception against UCF last week, um, and so I think you know they're going to try to continue to get back on track that way uh, to kind of steal some possessions away. And then you know the run defense has been pretty solid. Uh, I they they've had moments where they've struggled in the pass defense, which is huge when you're going up against uh, a Tulsa receiver and Keelan Stokes, who's one of the best in the country right now. So that'll be interesting to see um, how that plays out.
0: So they're yeah, they've they're on the wrong side of a 9-2 and two turnover margin since the start of October. Um, and a, as you mentioned before, that wasn't the case to start the season in 2022. The other thing with this, too, is is that they've, they've started to go down that side of it, and and Hennigan has started to throw some interceptions. That has started to creep in here over the last couple of games or so.
1: Yeah, but the thing about those interceptions is that like a lot of them have not been... Like necessarily bad decisions i mean uh, okay. a, a handful of those inter a handful of those interceptions have been from receivers dropping passes um and then you know it gets intercepted now, some of those balls were you know they may have been a little off the mark, right, and then you know the receiver doesn't get it cleanly if you look at the interception against u c f in the red zone, it was a screen pass that was a little bit too high goes off of Gabe Roberts' hand, it bounces to another couple of people's hands and then ends in an interception. So those type of plays have kind of happened to where it's been, um, it's just been an interesting deal was just having those type of mistakes for the offense at this point in time.
0: You know, for for a young guy like this, and I we were I did the coaches show last night for Tulsa, and we were talking about just the combination of their backs, and it's been kind of a trend, right, with Hennigan as well. I know he had a nice sixty nine yards in that loss to UCF uh, last week. Uh, but he has been effectively their their uh, the the most successful guy that's that's running the football right now. What has kind of happened with the rest of their backs uh that has allowed Hennigan to kind of be the most dangerous threat
1: yeah I just i i don't know if that is the best formula for success to have um seth Hinnigan be be your 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 top rusher for the last two weeks. Um, you know, part of the the issue with the the running game is you know you can look at the offensive line has had its struggles, uh, and those they're not just getting those 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 bursts through the holes that they, they're normally getting. Um, if you look at the history of of Memphis football, you know they're not breaking for those twenty five thirty yard runs that they're they're, they're used to, to to getting. But Seth Henneken has kind of been the the necessity of a bad situation with this running game. Um, you know they they, they do run a lot of RPOs, which kind of helps. Um, Tim Krams, the, uh, the offensive coordinator, said today that one of the things that has helped with with Seth is the fact that he's not taking a lot of hits with with these runs. Right? He's diving. Yeah. He's you know he's, he's so that has allowed him to continue running the ball and not worrying about him taking a lot of hits. But I do think if your Memphis offense is as good as Seth has been moving the ball with his legs, you have to find ways to get your running backs involved on the ground game, and they just haven't been able to do that consistently at this point.
0: You know what's funny is is that uh, the Spider Man meme. I feel like that this could almost apply to these two teams. Uh, pointing back and forth at each other uh, because it's it's Tulsa feels like hey we can get a win over these guys and Memphis feels like we can get a win over Tulsa right it's it's two programs that are struggling right now to to put another win uh in that column and I mean they're they're similar in so many ways right I mean it's it's crazy almost how similar they are
1: yeah and that's why this game um it's gonna be interesting to watch, and if you're if you're Memphis, you know everybody, you know they haven't they haven't missed a bowl game since the 2013 season, right? And you've got three games left. You need to win two of those three to get there. And you would, if you if you're on the Memphis side, you think your best chances of getting those wins or against Tulsa this week and North Alabama next week because you end the season against an SMU team that just put up almost 80 points against (laughs) Houston. So, um, you know, this is a big game for Memphis in terms of their bowl eligibility.
0: So with that said, and I thank you because I guess it hadn't dawned on me that they had gone to a bowl game that many years in a row, what's kind of the the temperature around Ryan Silverfield right now and and just the program in general? Is there like a general malaise around Memphis football right now?
1: Well, there is no there's 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 no secret that fans are frustrated, right? Um, you know, they last season six and six record snapped a seven year streak of Memphis winning at least eight games, and then you go into this year, you're 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 four and one, and then it just starts to fall apart. And so I think, yeah, fans are, are, are frustrated. Um, and then when you've got Memphis football, or sorry, Memphis basketball, kicking up, you've got Grizzlies coverage kicking up. You know, fans are at this point starting to get a little checked out on the Tiger football uh, side of things, um, based off of how the year's been going. So I think this, if they can find a way to get some traction by beating Tulsa and then beating North Alabama going into that SMU game on the road. Maybe they'll get some of that fan base back. But right now it's it's a really pessimistic view about this season from the fan base.
0: Uh so you're telling me that the uh the crowd's not going to be plentiful on Thursday night <laughs> It's basically
1: what you're telling yeah, me. Don't, <laughs> don't anticipate, don't anticipate a, a a packed house on Thursday. Okay. For one it's a Thursday game, yes. which automatically takes some of your fan base away. Um but no, I, I wouldn't. I mean, the biggest crowd at uh, at Memphis so far has been the season opener against um, Arkansas State. We haven't been over thirty thousand fans since that game.
0: What's the timeline for the renovations on the Liberty Bowl?
1: They will. So they'll be going. They're starting next season, right. So like through through the 24th season, like they'll be playing in the stadium, but the renovations will still be going on. And so, um, you know, after this season is when those renovations are going to basically start ramping up.
0: Okay. All right. I just I couldn't remember off the top of my head uh, when that was actually going to start happening or not. And I uh, can't wait to see how that looks uh, for sure. Frank, man, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking a few moments to come on with us today to talk a little bit about Memphis. Uh, I'll definitely say hello coming up on Thursday night and always appreciate your time here in Tulsa, my man.
1: Uh, yes, sir. Make sure you reach out when you get here.
0: I sure will. Thanks, Frank. All right. That's Frank Bonner joining us here on the Pulitzer 1170 um via the oklahoma ford dealers hotline talking a little memphis tiger football yeah that's right you know what it'll the coaches talked about this matt during the uh temple game last time i had to do the show from the press box which will be a thing again coming up on thursday was uh bringing your own environment like bringing your own energy Because the stadium is going to be virtually empty empty coming up on uh, Thursday night. So Frank writes for the uh, Daily Memphian and former member of the Tulsa World as well, covering the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So I don't know whether you knew this or not, Matt, but not only is it four consecutive losses for Memphis for the first time since 2013, but in their loss that we've seen at times to um Houston and then East Carolina I mean buddy they have blown three-scored leads like three times this year so they're that the is, Chargers or they're the Raiders but the but AAC that is unbelievable I mean Houston alone was enough to stun anyone but then to have it like happen again the very next week at East Carolina when they come back to win an overtime in four overtimes 47 45. and it's a little it's a little weird a Thursday night game anyway, but Memphis does have the advantage because they played at home last week and then are at home again. You know, you would feel better if Memphis had to go on the road to UCF, but no, they're home again. But Tulsa knows what their job is. They've got to win three three in a row here to get to bowl eligibility, and Memphis still looking to become bowl eligible themselves. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more next here on the Blitz 1170. Don't forget tonight, Jinx coaches so at 6, then split decision. The brand-new show with Colby Daniels at 630 tonight, 30 minutes of MMA. Uh, here on the Blitz 1170. And then tomorrow night, it's the Mike Gundy Coaches Show at 6 here on the Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.